Gavin Gray's our UK correspondent this evening. Evening, Gavin. Hi, Heather. So were these first 50 asylum seekers going to be moved onto that barge later today, your time? Well, finally, we're being told that is going to happen. You will know over the weeks we've been reporting on this and it's gone backwards and forwards. Very, very controversial, but the government determined to push this through and up to 500 men aged between 18 and 65 will be housed on this barge off Portland, which is off Dorset on the South English coast. And the first 50 are to be moved on board the Bibby Stockholm, as it's called later. It's a floating accommodation block uh, and it's uh, going to be docked off the Dorset coast. It was originally put in place three weeks ago, but since then, the fire service, health and safety officials have all expressed concern about how safe it is and also the potential for uh, disease to break out on board. But all of this supposes that those on board stay on board all the time. Well, they don't have to. They can come off. There's absolutely nothing preventing them from getting off. It's simply an accommodation block. The government says it offers basic and functional accommodation. It's previously housed oil and gas workers as well as asylum seekers Mm. in other countries. But the key difference is that its capacity used to be 222 And the government has put bunk beds in the cabins, doubling capacity to 500. Now, that has obviously caused some concern about uh, the safety of it all. But the government says, look, we're spending uh, roughly uh, 14 million New Zealand dollars a day housing asylum seekers in hotels. And that cannot carry on. Gavin, why has the London economy and also parts of the southeast become more attractive to investors than the rest of Britain over the last year? Yeah, all to do, I think, with transport links, uh, the proximity of other businesses, startup businesses doing well, um, and uh, therefore connectivity massively important, of course, plus access to good internet and Wi-Fi. So according to the report's authors, which came from academics at the uh, Nottingham Business School and the University of Cardiff, uh, they found that of the 362 areas they analysed across England, Wales and Scotland, nine of the top 10 were London boroughs, uh, which is obviously quite extraordinary. Uh, They say that uh, London has stretched its lead over the regions and nations of Britain as the most economically attractive area in which to do business. Only East Anglia, that's to the east of England, and Cambridgeshire to the north of London, only those two areas have managed to keep pace with the capital. The reports were saying that that was due to their integration with London as well. Uh, And, uh, you know, lots of talk about Scotland potentially going independent, lots of talk about Northern Ireland. I've read lots of people tweeting saying, actually, do you know what? London and the southeast would be better off without the rest of the country. (laughs) So I think those arguments no doubt come into the fore, to the fore rather, with sort of reports like this. Gavin, when is this mum and her daughter off to, to space? Thursday. Very exciting. So an 18-year-old student from Aberdeen University and her mother uh, won a place in a draw for the Virgin Galactic second commercial flight. So the daughter and mother will be the first of that combination to go into space. And they're also going to be the first people from the Caribbean to make the journey. Ah. Uh, Now, uh, the mum was traveling to the UK to sort out her daughter's visa for Aberdeen University when she entered the competition. She was on a Virgin Atlantic flight from Antigua to London. An advert popped up and she thought, well, why not? Uh, And believe it or not, it was her that got chosen. She said the decision to travel from the Caribbean to study in Scotland for her daughter led to the opportunity to go to space. She's a second-year philosophy and physics student. How appropriate is that? 
and says coming to study in Scotland was one of the biggest decisions of her life, but has led to magnificent things happening. They take off on Thursday. They're in New Mexico for the takeoff. And fingers crossed, it all goes okay and according to plan. Incidentally, if you were wondering, the advertised price for a ride on the rocket plane is roughly uh, 800,000 New Zealand dollars. Oh, no. Gavin, thank you for that. Gavin Gray, our UK correspondent. Hell no to going to the space. Am, am I to the space? What am I? The space. To going to space. That is a hard no from me. Would you, if somebody, think about this, if somebody, if, if the Virgin Galactica guys came up to you and they were like, oh, we've got a spare spot and you've won the lottery, would you like to go to space? Would you go to space? I would just be like, no, absolutely not. That is what I would say. It's not even exciting. It's not even an exciting sentence for me. Be absolutely not. Do you know why? Because of the sub. That thing just put it. I just. I think I watched that happen, and I went. Ah, I'm not going to do any kind of weird things. I think I'm just going to stick to normal human stuff. None of that kind of adventurous stuff for me. For more from Heather Duplessy Allen Drive, listen live to News Talk ZB from 4 p.m. weekdays, or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio. If you enjoyed this podcast, you will love our New Zealand Herald podcast, The Little Things, hosted by me, Francesca Rudkin, and my good friend, Louise Airy. We focus on all the little things that you can do to make a positive impact on your life and to cut through the confusion from the health and wellness industry. Join us every Saturday to hear from the experts for all the tips and advice you need. Just search The Little Things on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts.